once upon a time, not so long ago. Tommy used to work on the docks. The union's been on strike. He's down on his luck. It's tough. Ooh, so tough. Gina works a diner all day. Working for a man, she brings home her pay for love. Good day, everyone, and welcome to The Daily Sweep. I'm your host, Anthony Longhair LeClaire, and I'm joined by my fabulous co-host, the marvelous Marla the Mouse McGarty. What's up, everybody? And we have a question for you. Do you know that on, on this day, day, in 1987, Bon Jovi started a four-week run at number one on the U.S. singles charts with Living on a Prayer? I did not know that. Well, now you do. Now I know. Hence the, the bookends for this. Yeah. And I do want to point out, he did do, I don't know if, I don't think it was a separate album, but there were released tracks that he did that, like, a ton of his hits on just, like, acoustic, I think it was, like, just his having written the, the song out before he actually, like, put his band to it and whatever else. Mm-hmm. But um, this is one of them that was done just, like, chill acoustic, and I was like, huh. There's one of Wanted Dead or Alive as well that's really, like, subdued. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and That's My Life, mm-hmm. which is, that one's my favorite one. Um, yeah. Yeah, I feel like this, this track kind of is interesting when you make it acoustic. Like, it, like, changes the vibe of the song a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. And this was a number four hit in the UK instead of number one, like it was in the US. How dare they? I know. But, uh, <laughs> How dare you UK people not appreciate Bon Jovi as much as Americans? Well, we're Canadian. Fuck do we care? I, yeah, I know. That's why I'm making the joke. Okay. Um, yeah, so that was on this day in 1987. On this day, however, in 2020... It's Valentine's Day! It was also Valentine's Day on that day in 1987. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. But also, today, like, the day that we are living in currently is also Valentine's Day. Yes. And happy Valentine's Day to you, everybody, if you do indeed celebrate it happy hallmark day exactly happy chocolate day go spend a fuck ton of money on useless shit that's going to disappear before the end of the week Mm -hmm. except for maybe the flowers that might last a little longer um but you should buy a plant instead because then that'll last even longer than the flowers that you're just snipping to wilt away Mm -hmm. to nothing which is kind of a good show of most relationships i find you know (laughs) Oh, here are flowers. I love you so much. This is an expression of my love. Is it? Is it really? Yes. Actually, it's a fairly accurate description of my love, an expression of my love. Here's something that's very beautiful that's going to make you happy for a little while, and then slowly but surely it's going to wilt and decay into nothingness and die. And now we know who the nihilist in the room is. That's not nihilism. (laughs) That's acceptance of fucking reality. That's what that is. Anyways, what are your thoughts on Valentine's Day? Tell us in the comments. I just did. No, I'm asking the audience at home. I'm not asking you. You already told me, freaking cynic. Anyways. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm pretty indifferent about Valentine's Day. I think, yeah, you know, it's nice, but also, like... Don't don't go out and spend a fuck ton of money on people on Valentine's Day. Like, you can... It's just another day where you're like, hey, I love people. Like, you know. You should love people every day. Exactly. You should love people every day. Why is today any different than that? 
It's the hippiest like, thing I've said in a while. It is, but it's true. I mean, my like my ideal Valentine's Day, which is what we're doing today, is getting up on stage and playing a gig. Oh, oh nice, nice, easy segue. That there. was an easy segue into that. But yeah, so we are going up at Lou Dogs tonight, and we will be playing their Valentine's Day evening gig. Yeah, Lou Dog's North Bay location from 8 p.m. till midnight. Come check us out, enjoy some great food and drink. The staff is great, so great service. And the music's pretty fucking good, too. Mm-hmm. So come and enjoy that. Um, yeah. Yeah. If, they're, if, you know, if you're in the North Bay area and you're thinking of going anywhere else, well, fuck that. Mm-hmm. Go to Lou Dog's. Make yeah. a reservation if it's not already packed. If it's packed, then whatever. Go do whatever you were doing. We're just happy that the place is full. Exactly. But, but still, just try and come out because mm-hmm. we appreciate you being there and we love the support. So Why spend a ton of money on useless crap that you don't need or they don't need when you could just, you know, go out, have some good food, have a few drinks, listen to music, you know? To me, that sounds like the perfect Valentine's Day. I mean, you need food and drink to live. So, yeah. And, I mean, without music, you may as well just go fucking end it. So, um, I know some that's not the case for some people, and there's actually something chemically wrong in their head, but um, anyway, yeah, mm-hmm. good. Also, I do have a question that I decided to, to put to you and mm-hmm. to the audience, should anyone ever decide to answer these questions in the comments. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think constitutes... A successful love song. Um, like, what do you mean by like successful? Like something like like commercially successful, or like just a good love song? Sure. Um, I don't know. Like, if we're if we're talking about, I'm gonna go the route of something that constitutes a good love song. And to me, in my opinion, it's something that's genuine. Like somebody sat down. And wrote that and really felt it and put their emotions and time into it. And you can feel that in the song. Like, you know, you sit down and you go, wow, that's really beautiful. What, and, if, what if the writer and performer aren't the same people? Um, well, even still, like, it's, like, it doesn't necessarily matter that it has to be the person who wrote that song. Like, you can cover a song and have it be just as beautiful. It's... Coming from, like, it to me, a good love song has to come from a genuine place, I think. Like, you can't just sit down and write a love song for the sake of writing a love song. Like, you, like when people do that, you know it's, like, I can listen to a shitty love song and, like, be like, okay, whoever wrote this wasn't feeling it. I don't know. It's, it's kind of a complex question, really. So, give me an example of shitty love song. Um... See, now I'm under pressure and I can't think of one off the top of my head. Oh, like, a shitty love song is like, okay, it's like The Baby by Justin Bieber. That's technically a love song, but like, I don't know. He was also... It's kind of a breakup song, actually. Oh, yeah, that's true. I Thought You'd Always Be Mine. Yeah, that's true. I Sorry, know. I Thought You'd Always Be Mine. Uh, yeah. Like, baby, baby, mm-hmm. baby, ugh. I- See, because I feel like this this question is really interesting because it's very subjective depending on who you are. Like, yeah, that's why I asked it. Yeah, and it's also a very like hard question to explain in my mind that like 
And now I'm trying to think of something that's a shitty love song. And because my brain is under pressure, I can't think of anything. Under pressure. Okay, give me a successful love song. Um, in my mind, um, a really like beautiful success, like a successful, commercially successful love song, is um like is uh, Ed Sheeran. What's the name of that? Perfect. Yeah. No. Yeah, that one too. Thinking out loud. Thinking out loud. Ed Sheeran. Thinking Photograph. Out- yeah. Any other Ed Any Sheeran song? Any fucking Ed Sheeran song ever. But no, yeah. But do you not think those are also good love songs? Yeah. That are sung with feeling? Absolutely. So he has the best of both worlds is what you're saying. Like, yeah. So it's... So what was the obscure one you were talking about the other day that you thought was... It was a Graham Nash song. Oh, yeah. Um, um, Sleep Song by Graham Nash. Okay. So, would that, in your mind, be successful in terms of it being a successful love song? Like, as in it lose being... Lose your connotation of, of monetary success. Yeah. Successful love song. This is a, a love song that works. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. That is a completely successful love song. I think it's a beautiful song. Yeah. Sleep Song so, by Graham Nash is a gorgeous song. So, why is it that that isn't a song that you hear everyone listening to? Because... I don't know, extraneous factors, like, it's, I don't know, like. <laughs> well, no, I'm just actually curious, because yeah. it, because if, so Ed Sheeran writes perfect, I'm not saying he writes perfect, but he writes yeah, he the wrote, song perfect. He wrote the song perfect, yeah. If he did, um, and if he did, then great, but, mm-hmm. so you have the song perfect, four chords, piss simple, fun melody. Good harmonies if you want to fuck around with that. Mm-hmm. And it works. It's straightforward. You know, talks about the past. We were kids and we fell in love and all that shit and blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then you go back several decades and you have Graham Nash writing about like, yeah, I sit by the fire while you're doing this thing and life's wonderful and I look at the oh, window. Oh, that's Our House. But yeah, that's also... A, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's the song you were talking about the other day. Yeah, okay. So that's our, why I yeah, asked our the song house. you were talking about. Okay. Yeah. That was a quite a successful song. Like, Our House was a huge hit for... Christ. You said was? Um, Like, what do you mean? Like, it's... I mean, it still is. Like, it's still a really... Like, in, at its time when that song came out, it was a hit Yes, for okay. Cause. Yeah, but here's that's the, why I said was. Here's the difference. Perfect yeah. is going to play for the next 40 years, mm-hmm. if we're all still around. Yeah. And that's going to be a successful love song through time now. Mm-hmm. I'm 99% sure. Yeah. Why not Our House? Well, I never said it wasn't. I'm saying it isn't. Mm. So I'm saying why not? Well, because it, decades go by, things stop getting radio play. Like, it's um, ultimately not always up to the artist or the song itself. It's just society and whether people want to listen to that anymore. Like, Ed Sheeran gets played on the radio all the time because he's a current artist. But he, I mean, that might change in 40, 50 years. People might... It, it might be like, oh, you you hear Ed Sheeran on the radio, but not as much as you used to. You know what I mean? Like, it's the same thing with Crosby, Stills, and Nash. You hear them on the radio, not as much as it used to, because it's not the 1970s. Ah, but you still hear Helplessly Hoping more often than you hear any other of their songs. Um, so my... Mm. And I'm generalizing, because you'll throw out some other song I don't know the title of that it does get a lot of radio play, but it's not Our House, I can mm. guarantee you. So, um... So what I'm saying is I'm I'm on the betting side. I'm hedging my bets with Ed Sheeran makes the next 30 years and still gets significant radio play. It'll be at a time where it's like, oh, do you remember back in like 2020 when that was like a mm. big deal, you know, and it'll be, you know, nostalgic and that kind of thing. But My Funny Valentine is covered all the fucking time. 
and I don't know who originally wrote the fucking standard, but Sinatra's got a has got a lot of play on that one, and that's a love song that has lasted through time. So I, how sweet it is, James Taylor. That's yeah. one that is brought back again and again and again. Why not our house? I don't know. I really don't have an answer for you on that one because there's so many different factors that are involved with that that I can't even understand. Like, to me, personally, like, I quite enjoy that song. I listen to that song, like, in my own life. But why is it not played on the radio anymore? Why do people not listen to it as much anymore? I don't know. I don't think it really has anything to do with the song itself. Yeah, I think it's just, you know, the time, the decades going by, whatever, people listening to different music. Like, songs come and go. It's like, you know, Silly Love Songs by Paul McCartney. When that song came out in the 70s, it was everywhere. It was inescapable. My mom hates that song because it was so overplayed on the radio. And that's why she hates it. Do you hear that song regularly now? Like, I can't even remember the last time I heard that song on the radio. So, and why is that song not played as much anymore? Yeah. Well, no, I I agree. I'm Mm. I'm, I'm trying to percolate... Oh, something yeah. through your mind so, yeah, yeah. so because because i'm wondering because yes of course it's not just to do with the song itself there are mm-hmm. many beautiful love songs that just don't last the test of time my mm-hmm. question is why do these ones then i i really don't know if i have an answer for you on that one because my funny valentine is very different than perfect is very different than leaving on a jet plane yeah is very different than country roads even is very different than mm-hmm. um I don't know, insert, uh, why do Something birds by the suddenly Beatles. appear? What's that? It's the Carpenters, right? Yeah. Every time you are close to you. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, um, yeah, I don't know. The Elvis, half of Elvis's music. Yeah. Still pretty significant. I can't help falling in love with you, although that one did get a bit of a resurgence recently with 21 Pilots covering it, so... That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Elvis is still yeah. Elvis is still relevant. Sinatra's still relevant. These mm-hmm. people are from the fucking 40s and 50s, mm-hmm. and then we get into the 70s, and we still hear a lot of disco love stuff. But then stuff that you you know it's I don't know it's yeah. weird like, and you still get James Taylor kicking around, and I don't know I find it. I find it interesting because they are so varied and yeah, it it all depends on like the age and all that stuff, but a song that has great success when it first releases, I wonder why it doesn't continue the same way, whereas Country Roads had great success when it came out mm. and it is still fucking played everywhere. Yeah. Um, I mean, Bon Jovi, Living on a Prayer, you hear that song all the time, so... Yeah. Like, that's pretty standard on most rock radio stations. Yeah. And, like, so it's it's interesting. It's an interesting thought. Because I, myself, am really not sure. Like, how many chords did you say our house has? Um, five or six. That's why. Maybe. I'm going to throw in that's why. Because it's not a four chord song. That's right. Yeah. That's, that is my new theory. And I will test that um, when we're off the podcast at some point when I give a fuck. But uh, perfect. Country roads. Leaving on a jet plane. Living on a prayer. These all have no more than four chords. Yeah. 
That is true. Uh, my funny Valentine, bit different because it's jazz. And but even then, if you if you broke it all the way down to just playing it on acoustic, you could probably get away with it with four chords. Um, it might be a bit more actually. But I'd say jazz is different. If you're going to go from like, especially if we're doing folk and rock stuff, like so mm. with Crosby, Stills and Nash and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because, I mean, Heart of Gold is, I mean, I wouldn't say it's like a big romantic love song, but it is a four chord song. Yeah. And it never doesn't have fucking radio play. Oh, absolutely. Mamas and the Papas, California Dreaming. That's mm-hmm. a four chord song. Yeah. Pretty much. And that song is, like, everywhere. Yeah. Mm. It's interesting. Anyway, I just... Never, never mind monetary success, I wanted to know what you thought constituted a, uh, a successful love song. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting thought. What, do you, what, do, what did the listeners think? What do you guys at home listening right now think of this? Comment down below. Let us know. They're probably thinking, when the fuck does this episode end? <laughs> yeah. Well, have a good Valentine's Day, people. However you celebrate or not celebrate. Just... Do- just ahead. have a good day. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, just go to Lou Dogs and party with us. And then you don't have to worry about being like, roses are red, violets are blue. Um, mm. Crap, it's Valentine's Day. What the fuck do I do? You can just, <laughs> you can just come out to Lou Dogs mm. and you can have a mm. you know platter of delicious mm. smoked meats. Or if you're a vegetarian, then some fancy salad. And then copious amounts of alcohol. Yeah. Anyway... That's your Daily Sweep for the day. Um, This on our 101st episode of the Daily Sweep. 101, baby! Yeah. Uh, So we'll be back tomorrow to sweep something else out from underneath the proverbial rug. And we'll see you guys later. She says we gotta hold on to what we've got. It doesn't make a difference if we make it or not. We got each other, and that's a lot for love. We'll give it a shot. Oh, we're halfway there. Whoa, living on a prayer. Take my hand, and we'll make it, I swear. Whoa, living on a prayer. funny thing I saw on Facebook the other day and it was like um oh, how did it go again I can't remember never mind but it was like um something along the lines of like roses are red chocolate is brown like I didn't buy you either of these these things but like they said it in a way that rhymed I'm totally skewing this but that's okay See, if you just said roses are red, uh, chocolate is brown, I didn't buy any of these, fuck off. That would have been a perfect ending. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, <laughs> yeah. You don't, have to, you don't have to make a rhyme. Sometimes not yeah. doing the, what people expect mm. is, uh, is the better thing. Like and subscribe.